Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Robin Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Tonight, I want to continue um, along the lines of we're ministering on spirit. Someone say spirit. Soul and body. Now, all of that spirit, soul, and body is one. Say one. God saved all of us. All of us. We're saved. All of us. Every bit of it. It's all saved. Amen? And so tonight we're going to go a little bit into um, the will a little bit more so we can see it. Um, the spirit has three parts, the soul has three parts, and the body has three parts. God likes three. And um, in the soul, there's the mind, say mind. There's the will, and there's the emotions. We're going to speak this evening along the lines of the will, because the will um, is the director of the course of our life our will is the strongest force that our father gave us and every human being whether male or female is born with a will and in our will is where we decide what will happen amen so lift both hands and say I am not a victim, I am not a victim. oh shout it again shout it again with God, all things are possible. Amen. So, so we don't have to take things as they come. We make up our mind and then the Holy Spirit works all things together for good with us. And, and, you know, a lot of people have, have, uh, talked about that and they've said, well, you know, God works the bad things and the good things together with us. But that's really not what he's talking about. When he said he works all things together for those that are called according to his purpose. How many are called according to God's purpose? Say, that's me. Say, that's me. That's me. So that means God is obligated to work all things. All say all things. God is obligated. He is obligated to work all things. All things. I'm talking about the universe. I'm talking about the angels. I'm talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the word of God in your life. I'm talking about your victory. I'm talking about your ability to hear God. I'm talking about the will. I'm talking about gifts severally as the Holy Ghost has imparted unto you. I'm talking about you as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am talking about what Dr. Lester Summerall calls the tabernacles of divinity. When we put our will with God's will, it equals 100% victory. Your will, my will, is the master choice maker in our life. 
And that will was given to us by the master. So God has a will. Jesus has a will. The Holy Ghost has a will. And you have a will. With our will, we receive Jesus Christ. It supersedes our thinking processes. It supersedes our emotions. Our emotions don't run us. But we're glad we have them. Because when they are in God, passion and joy and righteousness and peace and creativity and imagination. Whoa, and vision. Glory to God. And love. They're glorious. God created them to be sanctified. They're sanctified in you. They're sanctified in me. Passion is sanctified. A passion for the purpose of God. That is sanctified. Glory to God. Our will is a major force in the universe. Our will is the most dominant factor regarding our destiny. Am I going too fast? You are what you are by your will. Oh, wait, I'm holding, I'm handing you way too much responsibility right now. You're just, wait, wait, you know, God's up there with a chessboard, and when he moves the one piece, that happens, and he moves the other piece, that happens. Que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. Oh, no, no. God has a sovereign will, and he gave every human being regenerate or born again a sovereign will to make a choice if he's going to be their king or not now you tell me how powerful is the will if that decides whether we go to heaven or we go to hell I just want to help you today because a lot of us think well we just need to get our head fixed well your head will get fixed Well, I just need to get my emotions fixed. Oh, your emotions will get fixed. But your will is the, is the driving force that says, shut up head, shut up emotions. I'm doing it God's way. Uh, Let's look at it in the Bible. Getting a little too excited about this. Really, you know, um, you know, uh, the renewing of the mind, the uh, understanding of the, um, the spirit being the queen, as a woman, the queen of your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, and your body. Yeah. Gaining ascendancy through the knowledge of the word. Yeah. But without a yes, I will that your will, Father, be done in my life, then none of the above matters. So I am giving you something that will make everything else line up. 100% victory when your I will is put together with the Father's will. God wants us to know by his divine decree that we can be victorious in our spirit, 
in our soul and in our body. God wants us to know. We're going to go to some scriptures, but I, I just wrote down a few strong things that the Holy Spirit showed me. Your will overrides everything else. Oh, no, it's not my will. It's my body. No, baby. It's your will. Well, it's not my will. It's my emotions. No, baby. It's your will. Well, it's not my will. It's my mind. My mind is just running me. No, it's your will. If we begin to understand that our father has given us the same type of will that he operates in and he gave it to Jesus and he gave it to the Holy Ghost and he gave it to you, then you'll understand it is the most powerful force in the universe. It will change your life forever. When you say, I will... There is nothing that can stop it. All right, make me prove it to you. Go to Luke 2.49. Are you okay? Sure? Okay. We're teaching a little bit. In the morning, we'll teach some more. Then we'll teach some more. And then we'll teach some more. We'll just keep that thing happening. Christ revealed God's will in his life. And the beginning of his revealing of his will starts in Luke 2 and 49. Are you there? Lift both hands and shout glory three times. The scripture says, how is it that you sought me? Wist not that I must be about my father's business? He was 12 years old. You are never too young to start in the will of God. <laughs> he tells his mother Mary and his overseer Joseph, don't you know that I must be about my father's business? Father's business? What is that? Evidently, the superior will of the universe is in the father. It's in the Father. The perfect will of God flows out of it. Spontaneously. With rivers of living water coming up out of your being when you are baptized in the Holy Ghost. You are praying the perfect will of God. You are praying mysteries to your father, but you are praying the perfect will of God. Your mind, your emotions, your body may say, I want to go this direction. But when you start to go, then all of a sudden your is praying the perfect will of God. And that's going to run your life. Jesus knew that the father in heaven had a will greater 
and more magnificent and always more wonderful than men. Go to John chapter 5. Is it okay if we cover some scripture? Oh, so excited about the will of God. Hallelujah. John chapter 5 in verse 30 says, Jesus is speaking, I can of mine own self do nothing. Jesus is speaking. I can of mine own self do nothing. Now you heard him say to Pilate, you have no dominion over me. If I willed it, I could ask my father. And he would send 12 legions of angels to rescue me right now. But I will do my father's will. Jesus is the express image, the magnificent demonstration of the visible will of almighty God in the planet. I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is right. That's faith. Because I seek not mine own. Jesus said, I seek not mine own. That is a guarantee that you are hearing God. It's a guarantee when you're not seeking your own, your heart is open to the perfect will of the Father. Jesus said, but the will of the Father, which hath sent me. Let me put that together. Because I seek not mine own, but the will of the Father, which has sent me. We seek not our own, but the will of the Father, which has sent us. How can we fail? It is an impossibility for the Father's will to fail when you put your will in the Father's will. Jesus himself said, I can of mine own self do nothing. Why? Because he willed it that way. In his humanity, in his divinity, he willed 
that the Father's will was the greatest will and that he willed to do the Father's will. If Jesus did it as a man anointed by the Holy Ghost, you can do it as a woman anointed by the Holy Ghost. When we get baptized in the Holy Ghost, we get filled with the will of the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Shake it off. Yes, it's that simple. You know, I mean, as women, you know, we're, we're, we're multitaskers. We, we always want to complicate everything. I mean, give me a complicated answer and I'll go work on it. You know, let me work on myself. And the father has said, baby, you're here. Just do my will. And when you do my will and you step out of the boat, the water will hold you up. And when you do my will and you walk over to the lame man, he'll be healed. And when you do my will and you speak my word, Christ will be manifest in the earth. You are the tabernacles of divinity. Jesus Christ entered the human family. Oh, you might want to write this one down. I got this one from the Holy Ghost. I absolutely love the Holy Ghost. Oh, God. Without the Holy Ghost, without the power. Without the righteousness, without the peace, without the joy, without the will. Wow. Mm. You never have to be afraid. You never have to have a lack of courage. You never have to have a lack of where am I going and where am I going to end up? Because when you are in the will of the Father, you're always going the right direction. And God is always going to hold you up. There is nothing that is impossible with the Lord God. Nothing that is impossible. You might want to write this one down. The Holy Ghost gave this to me. Jesus Christ entered the human family. To teach women. How to perform God's will. That is the reason he was born. Now I can say that one more time and you can, and you can, I mean, I put woman in there, but you know, you could put mankind in there. Jesus Christ entered the human family. To teach mankind how, how, how. It's always the how, isn't it? It's not the why. It's not, I didn't hear what I should do. It's the how.
Don't shout me down because I'm reading your mail. It's the hell. It's the hell that holds us back. But you don't have to be held back any longer because I'm going to show you how. Jesus Christ entered the human family to teach mankind how to perform God's will. That's the reason he was born. Go to Hebrews chapter 10. We're covering some scriptures. Are you all right? Oh, I can feel the, I can feel the courage. I can feel the stirring of the courage and the faith of God in all of us. I can feel it rising up to another level. And I can hear inside of you, you're saying to yourself, my body needs to line up with God's will. My mind needs to line up with God's will. My emotions need to line up with God's will. What have I been doing? So, so Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7. Then said I, speaking of Jesus, Lo, I think he just says that because it's King James. <laughs> then said I, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will. Now, let me help the King James out here a little bit. Is that all right? Then said I, then said Jesus Christ, I come in the volume of the book that is written by me to do my father's will. I wrote the book and then I entered the human family so they could see the father. His disciples said, just show us the father and we'll be happy. Jesus said, have I been so long with you and you haven't seen the father? He wrote it. He built it. He framed the world. He was before the world. He's the word. He spoke the world. The Holy Spirit brooded over the world. The Father's will was for the world. He He framed the world. He made everything that we see out of himself. (laughs) And then he inspired people to write down the stuff he was going to do when he entered into the human family.
we don't have any problems. The only entity that has problems in this planet is the devil. And his problem is us. His problem is us in the perfect will of God because every single time, and he likes this, and that's why I wear high heels, because every single time you step forward, you're just going to like step from one head of one devil to the next head of another devil to the next head of another devil to the next head of another devil. We go from glory to glory and faith to faith. Jesus made us. Jesus made everything we see. And then he stepped into humanity to show us the Father. He's the express image of the Father. And one translation says, as if poured into a dye. Like, like when you make something metal and, and you, you heat the metal to molten hot. And, and so the image of the father was made in that dye and then this molten hot was poured into it and then a clamp came on the top of it and then when it opened, that was Jesus. But it's the exact image. Of the Father. Sovereign will. You know, when you see a child um, throwing a fit, you ever seen that? And I'm talk- not talking about an epileptic fit or some type of a physical ailment, I'm talking just about a fit. You know, like, like, how about a one-year-old? They want something. It's the stupidest thing you've ever seen. They, they want something. They don't know what it is. They don't know why they want it. And they throw their body down on the ground. They're about a foot and a half tall. They weigh about 35 pounds, depending on who they are. And they will kick and scream and, and just pitch a fit. And you know, there's nothing emotional about that. There's nothing mental about it because the child doesn't even understand what he wants. The child's not mad at anybody. The child just said, I will have it. He doesn't understand in his mind what it is. She doesn't understand in her mind what it is. I will have it causes a one-year-old to throw themselves on the ground and yell and scream as if they've been beaten. You can't talk to that. You got to hold on to that. 
And then it's got a very padded place that God provided right here. And normally about that time period, they normally have extra padding there. And, and it's not that you need to, need to, you know, train up a child in the way that they should go. You know, it's not that you need to, to, to smack them hard. They're a little baby. They, they, they know. If you, you, you can't calm them down. It's not emotion. There's no reasonable reason for them to want a box of flour. They've never had a box of flour before. They don't know what's in the box. They don't know what to do with the box. They don't have an emotional feeling about it. They just said, I will have that box. (laughs) And I always say it this way. You know, people that are just as tall, they have as much will in them as a full-grown human person. That's why they have to be instructed. I mean, it's difficult enough to get full-grown human people to behave. Can you imagine that much will in that little tiny body? They're not emotional about the flower. They're not upset at you. They haven't thought it through. They're not thinking about a strategy about what to do with a box of flour. Their mind is not coming up with, you know, I can make a cake. They don't even know what a cake is. All they see is a box. They don't even know what's in the box. It's not open. They just say, I will have that whatever it is. And a lot of times they don't speak, but they just say, I did that. I, I done that. Mama, that. And you're like, what? That, 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 that. No. They're not manipulating anything. They have just been given by our Father a sovereign will. Our sovereign will can tell God we don't want him. And and our sovereign will is what receives the grace to become born into the kingdom of God. It's a will decision, not a mind decision, not a emotional one. If it's a mind decision, then you'll be an intellectual and you won't have any experience with the Lord and you'll walk away. It's not an intellectual decision. You, I don't care what anybody says. The disciples did not understand Jesus Christ. John the Baptist just said, this is the one, follow him. They said, okay. (laughs) And everything he did, they didn't understand. I mean, they left him at a well one time to, 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 uh, to go get, he said, he told them, go get me something to eat. And all of them went. Now you have to see this. There's 12 of them. 
A lot of times they've traveled with women too. Almost all the disciples were married. Excuse me? I mean apostles. And would you think they just left their wives? You think they left their kids? You think the father is the kind of guy that says, hey, I want you to be one of my chief apostles. Forget the woman and the kids. No. That's why Peter's wife was martyred before him in Rome. They wanted to hurt Peter. So they drug out his wife and they crucified her upside down exactly like they were going to crucify Peter. And she heard him and he called out to her, remember the Lord. So there were women and, and, and you know, and the, So they went to get him some food, right? So they left him. And he's sitting at a well. And, and, and the, the Samaritan woman comes up. Now, a Samaritan to uh, uh, the kind of Jew that he was, Samaritans are, are different. They're, they're almost like half Jew, but, but, they're, but they're mixed a little bit. And, and so if you're a devout uh, Jew... You're not supposed to talk to him. You know, Jesus talked to a bunch of people he wasn't supposed to talk to. And he did all kinds of miracles on the wrong day. I don't think he did it out of God's will. I think he was telling them, your stupid rules and regulations don't help. I've come to put an end to them. I've come to fulfill them. Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written by me. I fulfill it. So he talked to the the Samaritan woman and, and she had her water pot and he said, give me to drink. And she said, well, you don't have anything to lower down into the well to, to get a drink. First of all, she's stunned because she's talked to by a rabbi now you may say, well, you know, Jesus Christ, you know, he looked like a homeless man. No, no, he didn't. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's full of the entire manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Can you tell me that that man was not amazing? And is still today. <laughs> and, and he, he said, give me to drink. Now she said, well, you don't have anything to, to, to dip down into the, 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 the well to get anything to drink. And he said, well, well, if, if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask of me. And I'd give you living water. And you'd never thirst again. She said... Um, after he told her that she'd been married or four or five times and was living with a guy, which is always helpful when you're ministering. He didn't do it to hurt her. He, 
you did it because she needed to hear it. And uh, she needed to end the cycle of victim abuse and meet the Savior. So she dropped her, her water pot and ran off and started telling everybody in Samaria that she'd found the Messiah. His disciples come back with food. It wasn't like they had a car. They didn't have a car. They didn't have a plane. They walked. So they walked and found somewhere where there was food, and they carried it back with them. And by the time they got back to him, he said, I'm not hungry. <laughs> now, I don't know if you've ever done anything like that. But, and, then they, and then they talked among themselves, and they said, somebody give him food when we were gone Jesus said my meat is to do the will of my father my meat is to do the work that's my meat that's what fills me it's alright just shout it out it's cool my meat is to do the will of my father he planted a seed and then later a deacon went down to Samaria and had a big revival go to Matthew chapter 8 we're looking at verse 3 are you there Matthew 8, 3. Now, this is the will of the Father, right? And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, look at those two words, I will. What did Jesus say? I will be thou clean. And immediately, say immediately, the leper, the leprosy was cleansed. I will we put our I will with the father's I will and then we move in the power of the father's manifestation of his I will The Great Commission. Who was it given to? Everybody? I'm going to answer that one. It was given to everybody. The Great Commission. Commission. (laughs) I commission you this day. Go into all the world. Tell everybody. Cast out devils. 
I will heal the sick. We put our I will in the Father's I will, powered by the Holy Ghost's I will, and we become I will be thou clean. And somebody said, do you need to say in the name of Jesus? Yeah, you can say in the name of Jesus, but the power is, is not just in, in, in saying a few words and then claiming the name. The power is understanding who you are and what you walk in. We walk in Jesus. We manifest Christ. Through our I will. Some people say, well, I need to be smarter. No, you don't. Well, I need to be more educated. Yes, you do. You need to all get on International Miracle Institute. That's what will help you. But I'm giving you a simple thing. You know, it's like having a boat. And, and, and how many of you have ever, ever seen a big boat? Have you ever seen, okay, how many of you ever seen a boat on a movie? Okay, everybody, some half, three, about three people. Okay, that was, that's not going to work. Okay, how many have ever seen a boat? Okay, that, that, for some reason, that sunk in. Okay, and when you see a boat... I'm a water skier, right? I've been water skiing since I was too little to water ski. And um, I learned on doubles, and they were bigger than me. I think I was four years old. And then I learned on one, solemn, right? I'm a really good water skier, like crazy good. So when the boat starts going, right, there's what is behind it called a wake. Does anybody understand? Do you know what I'm talking about? There's a wake. Now, what that means is that there's a boat, <laughs> like this tip, and then behind it, there's a safe zone. It's calm because the boat is heavy enough to make a wake which is almost like a, like a, like a, a Y behind the boat of peaceful water. If you're a good skier, you jump the wake. Now the wake is like a big wave. When you get outside the wake, all the water's rough. It's all rough. And then if you're a really good skier, you can handle the rough, and you jump one wake, miss the center wake, all the way over to the other wake, and then you're showing off. <laughs> but when you want to rest, you get right behind the boat. Because the boat makes a wake, and in the wake, the water's calm. Your will is the boat.
the boat. We're not making, we're not, we're not making rough water. It's all out there. We're, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We have what? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Okay, so, so, so behind the wake, there's righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Okay, well, if you jump, you know, if you got a skier behind you and they go, well, I'm, I'm going to show off, I'm going to jump the wake, get into the world. Turbulent, 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 and then they can fall. And then you got to stop the boat, turn around, get them, and then pull them back up on the water and get them behind the boat and tell them, look, beginner, stay behind the boat. You ain't ready for the world. So Jesus said, I pray for these, speaking about his disciples, before he left, before he ascended, and then he came back in the Holy Spirit. I pray for these. I don't pray for the world. I pray for these. Because their will is what is going to encourage them to connect with the Father and connecting with the Father and the will of the Holy Ghost will express the manifestation of Christ. The manifestation of Christ is always, I will be thou clean. It's always, I will be thou provided for. It's always, I will be thou strong. It's always, I will receive your call, woman. Our thinking processes have to be renewed by the word of the the Lord. They have to be renewed. That's why you, if you're not on IMI, you hurt, you hurt. Why? You hear the ladies today. If you have the envelopes, you've got to do this because I am IMI. I am IMI. I, I, I am IMI. My, my mind, my will, my emotions, my body, the way I live, the way we work, the way our family is, the way we work around the world, the hundreds of thousands of students that are with us around the world, bishops and pastors and leaders and royalty and presidents and governments and kings and, and, and governors. They receive the word of the Lord because we can give them something that will help them once they line their will up with God's will, they can learn how to be the manifestation of God's will. But that's not enough. 
then we occupy. See, the church has learned a lot how to be victorious, how to have the right confession, all those things, right? And they're all good. But where is the occupying forces? That's who we are. We're those women who are not satisfied with just having a personal victory. We want everyone, everywhere to have the same victory. And that's called the call of God. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com, and we'll see you next week.